The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, December 29th. That means two things. One, it is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. No, that's Thursday. That's tomorrow. Sorry, I messed that up. I was trying to, I was trying to think of some bowl. I mean, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is tomorrow. Mac Brown says he'll take a frying pan to the face instead of mayonnaise if his team wins. Shane Beamer willing to get a mayo thing dumped on his head. Let's go. More importantly, that Wednesday means it's a Brady Quinn football show. What's up, Will? Hey, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, got many gifts from Santa. Uh, I'm sure you got all the gifts that uh, were probably meant for Pete Prisco. But instead, he got a lump of coal, and you got uh, all, all the goodness that you shared this year with everyone around you. Can we um, – you know, I think that uh, – yes, I had a great Christmas. I hope you did too. Robbie, had, Robbie got tons of uh, toys, including v- VR, Oculus VR, which is like virtual reality, which he's downstairs. It's coming, right man. Now. It's coming. Yep, that's right. Um, I will point out that uh, I think Ian Book should have to give back two of his Notre Dame victories as a result of how he played on Monday night, therefore making you the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history again. Um, it was a tough position yeah, it's- for any rookie quarterback to be in. I'm kidding, of course. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, he did take the extra year to get there to get it. Um, we haven't had a fifth ah. year starting quarterback. Oh! Yet, I'm just saying. No, I'm, just saying. <laughs> no, I'm, just saying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I still consider you the greatest Notre Dame quarterback in the history of the program, but he is technically the winningest. Right. I'm I'm glad that we got that thrown around too. of course, like this streak of quarterbacks who didn't win in the NFL. You know what the terrible part about that was? So they like paint back to the win versus the Carolina Panthers in 2012. And I'm sitting there, I think myself, like I got AFC offensive player of the week that week played well. You did, but it was a, it was a tragic week. We had a player take his life. Oh my the God. Before that's the right. game. That's so right. While like while everyone's sending out these tweets and things about mm. how oh, 24, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah. And all it takes me back to is the fact that like, I lost a teammate. who yeah. took his life Golly. the day before. That right. was, um, but, th- but that just, that goes, that goes Javon, to show you Javon how Belcher, like, Javon Belcher, right? Javon Belcher. Yeah. Man, I remember. Um, and I, I mean, I, uh, was it, was that in 2013? 
2012. 12. I was actually in the hospital with my wife when that happened because she had had a, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I'm not, I'm just associate the timing of it because of, you know, when the news broke, you're like, Oh my God. Um, she had had a, she had had emergency colon surgery and like, it was like, um, I mean, not that it was I'm sure AK wants you to share that by the way, with everyone. Probably not. I mean, she was, she, yeah, she had yeah. to go to the emergency room overnight and like nearly died is what I'm saying. So like, I, I just remember hearing it the next day, like the Sunday while we're in the hospital, it was just a crazy time. But the, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. That's sometimes we forget. It's like, well, oh, Notre Dame's quarterback. haven't won anything since Brady Quinn. And by the way, yeah, Jimmy Clausen was on the other side of the ball. So Notre Dame quarterback technically lost that day too. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was actually Cam Newton. But anyway, the, I mean, the Jimmy whole point was is, on the Panthers on the Panthers roster. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I think they're talking about starts, but but it, it just goes to show you, like, the media like picks and chooses when it wants to like talk about something. Like, as to your point, har har har. It's like there's actually more of like a seriousness like to what took place that day, and really for the rest of the season. Like, the yeah. funeral followed that week. Um, I don't know many people who've been on a team where you lose a teammate, a guy who starts a linebacker for you, and then. The rest of the season seems kind of irrelevant, but yeah. yeah, no, let's, Hey, let's talk football. Yeah. Let's just, you know, no, no, but I mean, it's, it is a good point. It's like, and, and also sort of a misleading because it's, you know, they're like, it's been 24 starts as a Notre Dame quarterback one. And we're like, well, right, well who are they? First of all, it's 15 to Sean Kaiser starts for, right. for the Browns, you know, not a very good, not very good football teams, four starts by you. And I'm not, I mean, this is not like, extremely youthful Brady Quinn, you know, the four starts. Well, at your no, and, and even then, like I went in, I saw a story about like our week 17 matchup that year. Like I went in as the backup. It wasn't like I started the season off that, you know, that way as a starter. And it, I was part of it. Like we were plagued by injuries. Our, our week 17 offensive line, we had two guys who came on to our roster. I want to say at some point after week four of the season, who ended up starting. We had our backup left tackle get hurt at that case, that, at that point. We tried to move one of our guards who came back from an injury to play in that one, and he didn't even want to move the left tackle because he was like, I'm not going to go up in our last game of the season. I and think just it was in a contract year. Yeah. yeah, by Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware. Like, I'm going I'm to pass <laughs> on that, that assignment. We had to call timeout because I had to go talk to our offensive coordinator and say, hey, uh, you got to find someone else because he doesn't want to do it. So, like, people don't understand, like, when you get to that point when a team's that decimated, there's no postseason hope, it becomes a lot of business decisions being made throughout the course of the game. It's hard to motivate and to get guys to win at that point in time. But, yeah, no, throw out the stat all you want. Uh, but it was, it was kind of odd because it made me think back to that, that day and that, like, game and, that, like, how somber and everything was really the rest of that season, how tough things were emotionally, I think, for a lot of players on that team. Well, I guess we'll have to get rid of that whole uh, bit that we had planned on the Notre Dame quarterback then. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, glad I brought it up with Ian Book. My bad. Um, I, I am I am kidding, though. Uh, we were supposed to talk about, oh, my God, Houston is playing like crap in this bowl game. Um, Carson Wentz out now for uh, two weeks. The AFC, when you look at the playoff race, you know, we were going to do a, a thing where we, I think, essentially, you know, ranked like how we, you know, how we perceive the you know the the various the various teams in the AFC and like and you know how how you know how scared we'd be to play them. I think the Colts are probably pretty high up there in terms of teams you didn't want to face. Now, I mean, the Colts were minus seven against the Raiders. Now you have to start thinking about: Are the Colts even going to make the playoffs? And it Sam. Can I just say this before you go any further? Don't even mention Sam Alger. Call Philip Rivers. Like okay, I, I was call I mean, Philip Rivers. Oh, you didn't think I was going to bring up Philip Rivers? 
I mean, I was hoping at some point, but you said the first words that came out of my mouth was Sam Ellinger. I'm like, good God, no. But like, here's the here's the problem. Rivers. I don't know that Philip Rivers would be willing to come in and play for two weeks and then just be like, all right, thanks, guys. Hey, that was fun, guys. Here's the ball, Carson. Bye. Like, would he be willing to do that? I, I think you talk to him and you talk to Carson and say, look, this is the situation you put us in. We're going to see how the next two weeks go. If we're in the playoffs, Phil's playing well, which, mind you, like, that's a really tough spot. Sure. Regardless of who it is, by the way. Like, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, anyone else coming in. Brady spot Quinn. Spot duty. Will Brinson. Yeah, anyone. Anyone. anybody. Yeah, we – like, the, I always, like, look back when I walked down on the field before games now, college or even NFL, and I always go, you have to be a little bit crazy. Like, I, I want people to look in my eyes and understand, like, I, I am a little bit off a little crazy. Because sure. in order to do what you do as a player and put yourself in harm's way like that against guys, the size and strength of what they do, you have to be a little crazy. Philip Rivers, to come back and do that, I'm sure would sit there and say, if we get hot and we get in the playoffs, like, I'm staying on a run here. Like, I'm not giving this back up to Carson. That's what and I'm saying. It would be – it would be quite possibly one of the greatest things to happen again to Carson Wentz with another team. I just, but, but he brought on himself, right? Yep. He chose not to get vaxxed. He could have, and the rest is kind of history. And that's his own personal decision. So he has to live with that. But can you imagine if Philip Rivers comes in and go on a Super Bowl run? And, uh, and Nick falls again. It happens again. It happens again. So, I mean, it would be incredible. And he didn't even have to get injured. He just, got, he just caught COVID because he didn't get vaxxed. The, it would be, be amazing. amazing. Oh, my God. And I, I hadn't even thought about that possibility. So, yeah. And, and I don't, and I, but I don't think Rivers would be willing to come back unless, and by the way, Frank Reich involved in both, of course, which is like his guy wins. The other, the other, I mean, you like can't make this up. The other factor, too, here is, so Wentz was placed on the COVID list on Tuesday. I don't think we actually know the technical protocol and whether it's, 10 days from when you're placed on the, you have to spend 10 days on the list, right? It's not 10 days from your positive test. Well, do we know he has it or tested positive or do we know it was a close contact? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we don't know. That's not- the difference is right. Like if it's a close contact because he's unvaxxed, he's been very open about that. He would then be put on the list, but you also have to wonder there's new CDC guidelines. They're only saying it's five days now in isolation, but, but so that would really, Tom Pellicero well, reported on, on Tuesday that the NFL is cons- contemplating changing the protocols. I, I, I don't know that they can grandfather in Carson well, Wentz. Why would they? They could do whatever they want. I guess they we could. move games to Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I mean, this is cool. What do we want? It's COVID. We can, do, we, I would, we can make an excuse to do whatever we want. That's true. I would bet that they are unwilling. The NFL is unwilling to throw an unvaccinated player a bone after they just find Cole Beasley $100,000 is my guess. But I mean, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, I mean, it is, it's going to impact the playoff race. Maybe they're willing to do it. Um, by the way, uh, 10 days from Tuesday would be Friday, January 7th. So you're really only talking about one game. Finding a player for not following the protocols and then changing the protocols are two different things. Like, like that's like saying like, Oh, the speed limit was 70 officer. Now it's 65. Like, I didn't know. Well, no speeding. You were speeding. It doesn't, it's right. like, it, it, that, that would be the essential of what we're talking about. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That's, that's fine. I mean, I'm just, I mean, look, I, I'm just saying it wouldn't be shocking if the NFL didn't throw Carson Wentz a bone because he's unvaccinated. And this happened at any rate. I don't think Philip Rivers does it for one week. If he did, if he said, I'll come back and play for y'all, but I am, if I'm playing well, you got to keep letting me play. And that full situation occurs. That would be, like you say, incredible. If it's just one week, I bet it doesn't happen. But I mean, the Colts have to win both of their, you know, they, they need to win these games. 
if they want to go yeah. to the playoffs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it, it's crazy only because you, you just kind of said it a minute ago, like they're the team that no one really wants to play. Um, and it's in large part because of Jonathan Taylor, though. I mean, let's be real. Like, you could say it's Sam Ellinger. You could say whoever you want. The, the reality is it's Jonathan Taylor. Is that, that, that's the reason why no one wants to play him. So they should beat the Jaguars in week 18. Yep. Right? The Raiders, I mean, I think they're now favored. I think the line has moved, at least swayed that way. Um, but they at least get to come into their house. So you've kind of got that playing to your advantage. I mean, I don't know. Part of me feels like if there was any temptation to not run the football, if Sam Ellinger's starting, it's like, well, kind of goes out the window. Like, now you're really going to be running the football. But, you know, you see a rookie start. You see what happened Monday night with Ian Book. And I'm sure the Saints had every intention of wanting to run the football, run the football, run the football. At some point, you got to throw it. And, you know, can the rookie quarterback handle the pressures, the looks, and all that? Gus Bradley's not as exotic as what we saw from Brian Flores. So I don't think that's as big of a challenge, but it's still a challenge nonetheless. Yeah. Also worth noting that, you know, as important as Carson Wentz is and I mean, he's a starting quarterback, he's important. Um, I mean, I would much rather have Carson Wentz on the COVID list than Jonathan Taylor on the COVID list. Yeah. That's essentially what we're saying. Right. Yeah. Like, and I should also note that yesterday the Raiders placed Casey Hayward, Corey Littleton, Patrick, Anawasu, Denzel Perryman, Darius Phylon, and KJ Wright, basically all of their linebackers and one of their key cornerbacks on the COVID list. This team is right just to, it's like 40 carries from JT down your throat and force Derek Carr to come back against a defense that has plenty of good players. I, I mean, it is, it's not inconceivable at all that the Colts could beat the Raiders, beat them badly without Carson Wentz. Here's the question. Do the Colts get in at 10 and 7? Um... I mean, I think they I mean, get. Does to, that more depend on what what the Tennessee Titans do? Because they own. Do they own the tiebreaker over the, the Titans? Are in that Titans right swept now. them, they so Titans the, have the Titans. Have, yeah. If the Titans win or the Colts lose this week, the Titans are win the division. They seal it. Yeah. Yeah, and and with Tennessee getting Houston, so Tennessee's got Houston uh, Houston in Week 18 too. So you you feel okay about Tennessee getting that division done? They are hosting the Dolphins this week. Um, What's interesting about that Dolphins Tennessee game is that comes like the Colts almost are probably rooting for the Titans. Titans, yeah, because they, they need Miami to lose. Because Correct. if Miami wins out, they're the ones that slide in now. Correct. So let's say Miami just plugging this in. Miami wins out. They beat the Patriots. They beat the uh, they beat the Titans. The Colts without Carson Wentz in this hypothetical lose to the Raiders, and then with Carson Wentz likely back, beat the Jaguars. Uh, the Raiders in Week 18, play the Chargers. We'll give them a win there just to really mess with this thing. And so now you have, wow. So this is the scenario we were looking at last night too. Um, now you have a case where, oh, the Patriots play the Jaguars this week. Let's say the Patriots could go 10 and seven and miss the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. Depending on what happens with the, the Bills and, and, and what happens, you know, if Miami wins out, yeah, man, this is nuts how this is going to shake out. I mean, the Patriots, you know, it's Patriots-Dolphins could be Patriots miss playoffs or Patriots for the, you know, like the, I don't know. It, the whole thing is crazy in the AFC. So keeping that in, keeping all that in mind, like we don't know exactly who's going to make it and taking out the top, like taking out the Chiefs because you clearly don't want to play the Chiefs. Um, looking at some of the, you know, 
some of the lower seeds, teams that could sneak in, Bengals, Bills. I'm going to see if we take the Bills out too. Bengals, Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, Raiders, and Browns, and Ravens, I guess. Of those teams, who do you not want to play? Um, and you can throw the Bills in there if you want. I just feel like the Bills are going to be – I mean, the Titans, the Titans, the Titans are tough to deal with because you don't know if they're getting Derrick Henry back. That matters a ton. Yeah. Which, man, I would be shocked if he could come back anywhere close to what he was playing at um, with a Jones fracture. Like this fast for that guy with that much power. Uh, I just, and, and the workload that he normally carries, like, I just, I, I don't know. Um, I think the team I'd least like to play, if we're assuming that Carson Wentz is healthy, probably the Colts. Um, and, and he's a part of it. And if they make them in, like it's probably the Colts of the running game. I think what they can do offensively and defensively. I mean, they, they seem to be like one of the more well-rounded teams. You know, I, I think we've started to see the true colors shine for the Patriots where they have basically one speed, one style, and that's get turnovers on defense, run the football, and then not ask Mac to do too much. Yep. Uh, it's odd because it's a similar formula for the Dolphins. The difference is, you know, they can't really run the football effectively. It's more like, hey, we're going to methodically work the ball down the field. Our defense gets some turnovers, makes, makes some great plays, shuts people down, and, and that's our formula, right? And if you make either one of those two teams play outside of that, they're, they're incapable of winning. Um, the Titans, I feel like, are in the same mode, just the only wild card really is Derek, Derek Henry and how that's going to work out. So I, I think the team I'd least like to see is probably the Colts with a healthy um, Carson Wentz, assuming he's their quarterback, and then probably the Bengals. Like the Bengals are the other team because sometimes like you've got that that young group that doesn't know any different. Yeah, they're just that like, hot hand who kind of goes on a run and just is out there making plays, and they're not like taken up by the moment or worried about the moment, right? Like Andy Dalton kept going to the playoffs, is like, gosh, I can't get this monkey off my back. Have to win this one. We just need to yeah, break it's through. Like, yeah, it's like a Buffalo Bills going to Super Bowl. It's like, oh, you're gonna win one of these, are you? I don't yeah. know. Like so. And then by the time time you get to the third or like the third or the fourth one, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, this is getting weird. We have to win this one. And Joe Burrow is just a Santa Claus hat and Santa Claus hat wearing doesn't give a bleep mother bleeper. Like he, like that he's Joe cool. Like he just doesn't care. I I would not want to play him in a, in a, in a lose, like a, a, a a playoff matchup where you lose, you're out. I mean, that that's terrifying the way he's dealing right now. I think the only reason you want to play that team is because defensively, if you get pressure on Burrow, but you also have to stop Joe Mixon in the rushing attack. But if you can, defensively, it's not like they're a bunch of world beaters. So I, I, I do think you can score them. I do think you can make some plays. Um, that's the only difference. Where I think the Colts, and I don't think this is debatable, have an overall better defense, uh, even though I do think the Bengals are improved this year. Yeah, I, they're much improved. Um... I agree with you. I think the Colts, I mean, the Bills to me are, uh, Bills could just win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was, I was excluding them just because I figured yeah. with KC and them, like, that's the favorites. So we don't, yeah. Bills, Bills, KC out. And then the Titans with, you know, we need, you need to know about uh, Derrick Henry before I think you make any, any sort of decision about them. And um, Patriots, I don't want to play though either. You know, like, I know they're one dimensional, or not one dimensional, but like you say, one speed. I, I guess it depends on who you are. I mean, if they get if they're healthy in the run game, and you aren't a an elite uh, elitish offense, I'm a little worried about it. But you can run on them. Do they do they scare you? I mean, let's be real. Like, do they scare not as you? much as they did three weeks ago? I guess. I don't know. I mean, 
if you go back to the the game three weeks ago, really four, right? Because they had a bye. You know, that was more dictated based on weather. I mean, you're assuming right. that they're going to be a wild card team. They're not winning the division, right? Yeah. So you're assuming that they're a wild card team on the road. I just, I don't know that that team. If it's Tom Brady, yeah, you're like peeing down your leg. If it's if it's not Tom Brady, going okay, like he's still got to earn that. And even though it's Bill Belichick, I just, I don't know. They doesn't have the same type of feel. Uh, even though it is a Bill Belichick coach team. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they're, you know, they have Mac Jones. Like you, they're, they're beatable. They've been shown to be beatable in the last uh, few weeks. I, I two, think weeks. It also, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. I think it also depends on the matchup too, you know? Like, sure. I mean, that's the other thing. It's all about matchups. Like you get to this point in time of the season, like you, you look at some teams, you go, Oh, that's an interesting matchup. Like I, I think, for example, uh, Bengals Colts, like that's an, there'll be an interesting matchup. We were talking those two teams right now. But if you think about if those two teams played off, like the more explosive offense is Cincinnati. I mean, the Colts just want to run the football, no compliments of things with the passing game. But with, you know, Carson Wentz in there, you just hope he doesn't mess things up. And of the better two defenses, it's Indianapolis. So they want to play this probably more, run the football, shorten the game, play good defense, get some turnovers. We'll create some big plays in the passing game. Whereas the Bengals are like, give Joe Burrow the football as many times as possible and let him just take shots, do his thing, and, and we'll, you know, we'll hopefully steal a possession or two, right? Like completely different style, I think. So, you know, depending on how that game goes, either team can win based on how they match up. Carson Wentz, by the way, Tom, Tom Pelissero just tweeted that, um, and, Tom, and Tom had reported that, you know, the possible, t- it's possible COVID protocols could change. We'll see about that. But he, he says it, like all players who test positive. So Wentz actually now gets basically a 90-day window if, the, if he's yeah. not, he's sort of the Aaron Rodgers factor, same thing. Unvax, um, test positive. Now, once he returns from the list, if the Colts make a playoff run, he's not going to be. I mean, frankly, if you're going to get, if you're going to test positive, if your Carson wins, you'd rather it be now than the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like, what was it, Rodgers, where he tested positive and all that came out? The interesting thing about that situation was, he probably needed to be just a week later because then it would have, it would have gotten to the Super Bowl. where now I think that 90 day protection is like wears off the week before the Super Bowl. So that's the only thing, but like that would have been the perfect timing. I think, I think Rogers, 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 Rogers is right before the, yeah. Rogers needed a week later. It's a week before he did a week later. So like yeah. that would have been the perfect timing. I don't think this is perfect time for Carson Wentz because they need him in there to right, help right, right, right. get in the playoffs. So yeah, like, exactly. I get what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. If if they change the protocols and now it's, you know, if he's asymptomatic and it's five days quarantine and then after that, like, I, I wonder how they're going to change the testing. Like, that's the biggest thing, because at least based on the CDC guidelines, you know, it, you're still five days regardless of what your vaccination status is. And then it's after those five days where they go about this, the symptoms and how they handle wearing masks, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So that's what's going to be Wentz, interesting to see what happens. Wentz needed to test positive next week. You just run Jonathan Taylor 50 times against the Jag- Jaguars or Naheem Hines or whoever. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that, then that's, that would be the perfect time. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, for instance, like, just looking at – just plugging some stuff in, you know, like, if New England would be scary against – the like, if I'm the Raiders, I don't want to see New England, you know? Yeah. Like, I, think th- I think that's a bad matchup for the Raiders. Cincinnati versus New England? Eh, I don't know. Anyway. Let's take a break, and we'll do the same thing on the other side of the bracket. 
So NFC wise, the Cowboys are the two seed. Rams are the three seed. Bucks are the four seed. Cardinals, Eagles, 49, I mean, Cardinals, 49ers, Eagles are the wild cards. And frankly, Brady, it looks like chalk is probably going to hold up. Like it would be surprising at this point if the, um, if the Vikings who lost to the Rams and are now seven and eight, the Saints who lost on Monday night to the Dolphins who are now seven and eight and the Falcons who somehow won to get to seven and eight, despite having a negative 122 point differential, the, any of those three teams making it in is, is possible and plausible, but pretty unlikely at this point. Like it feels like the barring a barring something crazy, the NFC wildcards are probably set. Yeah. I, I think, I think the NFC is set. It's just the seating. Like that's, yeah. that's what we're looking for now. Right. Yep. Um, so who so I'm, you, I'm not really sure. All right, of the, all right. Dangerous. Well, of the top four teams, Green Bay, Dallas, the Rams, and Tampa Bay. I mean, that, that is a – any one of those four coming out wouldn't shock me. The Bucks clearly depleted with their issues. Yeah, I got crap in the YouTube chat last night for suggesting that Mike McCarthy might be conservative in the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't know why. Uh, the Packers, I, I mean, like, I've got a match. What do you mean conservative? Like, what does that mean? I just kick on fourth and short. Kick field goals. Bang down field goals and lose to the Seahawks in, on the road because Russell Wilson pulls out a miracle and you got too conservative. I don't know. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, I, I don't really have much of a response. To like that. his I mean, butt might—he butt might get tight. He might make a mistake. That's might all. Tighten up. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Jones is is whispering over his shoulder. You got yeah. that, Mike? You got that yeah. lemon booty? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, lemon God, booty. dang it, Mike! No, Jerry Jones wants you to kick field goals. He doesn't care. Of those he does. Four, kick it. Kick it. That's what we have. Kick it. Kick it. Don't make me put Kellen in charge. Dang. Um, oh, that was really angry, Jerry Jones. Uh, what um, of those four teams who scares you the most at the top? Oh. And three of them, by the way, have clinched their division. The Rams and the 49ers yeah. are still in a dogfight. Yeah, uh, it's Green Bay. It's Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's playing the best football of anyone. Uh, I, I think had Tom Brady had they maintained course, I would have thought it would have been neck and neck, and maybe Brady edges out Rodgers purely because of the whole covid deal and just how the media tends to handle that stuff but now it's it's going to be I, I think back-to-back mvps for rogers and there's just you can't deny it with as good as he's played this year so they're the scariest team because of him like there's no situation in which you feel safe ever playing against him i mean think about baltimore a couple weeks ago like we're like oh yeah no like you 100 can make a case for why harbaugh goes for it because I mean, not just the whole backup quarterback situation. It's like, no, it's Aaron Rodgers, just 42 seconds. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. go try to force – like, one way or another, they're probably going to have a chance that he's probably going to go out and kind of field goal to win it. So. Yes, agreed. Um, and I would probably agree on, on the Packers as well. It's just what, kind of, what matchup are they going to get in Lambeau Field on Championship Sunday? And, you know, will it be freaking Tom Brady or, you know, like, like who they had the year before? Who'd be the, oh, the 49ers ran down their throats the year before? You know, it, it, it's all it, – it, like, Part of me wants it to be Dallas, yeah, and Green Bay, yeah. In part, in part only because it's going to bring back the whole catch thing with Des Bryant. Like it just the Raiders and Troy Aikman going to be fawning over over Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and ripping the Packers. Packers fans will be irate that he's he hates the Packers and and he'll be like bashing analytics for a full sixty minutes. Oh God, give it, shoot it in my veins. By the way, was it me or was like Ian Book given every benefit of the doubt from the broadcast Monday night 
it seemed like they were being very, very friendly. And I was like, good God, when did we start acting like that with quarterbacks? Like, I don't remember when I came in as a rookie or played a little bit. Even in my first start, my second year, I was like, what, what's happening right now? Yeah. Everyone's like friendly Ambo, now. Ambo's just a lot more likable than you are, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Uh, I think it was, um, you know, he, fourth round pick, missing two tackles, missing two tight ends, missing the, you know, the top. Oh, that, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will and, say this. There, there is, there is, um, there is one thing that I think you see a lot of kids, or, you know, college kids coming to the NFL, they do. And they're being taught this by the, like, the private quarterback coaches. They never throw the football away. They never throw it away. We talked. I think we talked. It impacts about that, right? the completion percentage. Yeah, and it impacts the rating. And so you'll see dudes run out of bounds, and they'll lose 16 yards and take a sack. And it's like your linemen. I mean, it's almost like you're throwing them under the bus. So that's the only thing that I'm like. That's a, that. That needs to be the next analytic where people start looking at quarterbacks who just run out of bounds and take a sack. You're like, no, dude, that's on him. That's not on the offensive lineman, and that should bring down his rating. And so just throw in the football. Like, let's not count that against his rating. Let's count when he runs out of bounds for a 10-yard loss and he just is losing the field position battle game. Let's count that as an actual knock on his rating. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because um, Ian Book sprinted out of bounds at the line of scrimmage, and it counts as a sack for, right. for Xavier yeah, I mean, That's the other thing is, like, when you're running to even just get a, a gain a yard, it's like, dude, just throw it away. Yeah. There's no reason – there was one time though I think he ran out of bounds like twelve yards deep. It's like a twelve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made he made some mistakes. Yeah, absolutely he made some mistakes out there in terms of running. And I agree with you. Change the stat. That's a good idea. Well, and um, that was one of the things. Like, so looking at Pro Football Focus last year, like Notre Dame gave up twenty five sacks. I think eight of them they put on the offensive line. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The rest they put on the quarterback. Wow. So think about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay, of the wildcard teams, Cardinals, 49ers, Eagles, throw in Saints and Vikings if you want. I refuse to allow you to throw in uh, Minnesota. I mean, uh, 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 Atlanta. Of those teams, which is the team you don't want to face? I mean, it's got to be Arizona. I mean, that's assuming a lot, though. Uh, it's assuming that, you know, you get Hopkins back. That's assuming that, you know, Murray is 100% healthy and it was a Connor was on the COVID list. And just 
you know, that, that they're hundred percent as much as they can be at this point. Cause I just think Kyler Murray is such a difference maker with the way he plays. Now, I mean, the other thing is, is like, I don't know how, you know, how Jimmy Garoppolo's thumbs gonna get any better. Like that's, that's a big question mark now. And by the way, it makes all the sense in the world. Like one of the picks when you watch this past week, the way it came out of his hand, it looked like that injury that, that they described. Like it was a UCL. Like I was looking at it going, man, it looked like his thumb like couldn't grip the ball. The way he was holding it, the way it came out. And then after you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. But that's the other team that I just think with Kyle Shanahan's experience and the way they can run the football, their defense is spotty at times. But I still think you give the edge to Arizona. Like Murray's just a difference maker and he scares you because he's got like those, that quick twitch, like just making guys lose their jock strap everywhere. The only issue is like having not seen him in the playoffs. Like we don't know how Cliff and Kyler are going to act in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, first, first time in the playoffs. It's a, it's a, it's a different beast. They might, they might, they might get wild, you know? Yeah. I'd be like a, a night on a night on South Beach with, with Cliff and Collar, you know? Just go enormous and just go like who cares? Let's go big. Go and big. Then, go big go and then live. go home. <laughs> go big and go home. San Francisco is interesting. Jimmy G has a uh, fracture or a, some sort of a thumb a issue. Chip. A, fracture, a chip yeah. in his thumb. It's a UCL. Yeah. Yep. ligament. Yep. And uh, that means we're going to see Trey Lance on Sunday more than likely. Against the Texans, not the worst place in the world. I mean, uh, if I were uh, being on, I would suggest that uh, there's that this is a fake injury designed to give Trey Lance a, a a game against a really bad defense in the Texans. But the Texans did just beat the Chargers, so probably. I mean, I don't. I don't really think that. Um, I mean, are the Texans really that much of a pushover right now? They are no, playing not at all. football. They have four wins. Um, but I do think that it's a, it's a better spot than most for Trey Lance to come in and try and run because Kyle can cook up a playbook that, that features a lot of it's the, the, the Texans just don't have a lot of personnel, a lot of skill guys on defense. It would be difficult if Trey Lance runs that offense effectively for Houston to slow it down, I think. And, and that eats up a ton of clock. I, I think, I think what you're trying to say is this is when you have like mismatches, especially up front, you know, you have to scheme around that. I don't see any on Houston's defensive front that they have to worry about offensively for Trey Lance. So then that really allows Kyle Shanahan to say, we can want essentially whatever we want because we're not worried about this guy being able to reach this guy on an outzone player or something off of that, right? Or even in protection, if he's isolated in a one-on-one, we're not worried about that. We're not concerned about that. So that's the advantage of when you don't have mismatches, you can just say, but this is what we're going to put in, and we'll build all these little wrinkles and things off of it, and that's where he can be really, really effective and really special to play caller and play designer. Yep. Um, the Eagles also a little scary just because they pound the football. It, it, it's sort of like the um, the Patriots, I think, in the sense that it's it's kind of matchup. I mean, I, like you say, everything's matchup dependent, but the Eagles against the wrong team is a really bad matchup. Okay, very quickly, in like two minutes. Urban Meyer talk. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, no, I am. I do think, you know, I started thinking about uh, today or yesterday and today, or I guess the last two days since this is coming out on Wednesday is that Trent Balky, who, and we, did we mention this? How, you know, the Harbaugh thing, did we talk about this last week? Yes. Yeah. Trent uh, Balky, it, 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 go ahead. I was saying Trent Balky on the way out, like Jim Harbaugh won a ton of games for the 49ers was an awesome head coach. Helped to put together this great roster. Trent Balky somehow, because this is what these, this is what people in the NFL do. These guys, a lot of times guys who run teams in the NFL, run front offices in the NFL, are very good at climbing the corporate ladder. Trent Balky is exceptional at climbing the corporate ladder and getting 
ownership to fall in, in, in love with him as a, as a front office football czar type of dude. He did it in San Francisco. He outlasted three, co- he outlasted well, two coaches and then went out with a third one. And now I sort of wonder if Trent Balky wasn't maybe even complicit in leaking out the Josh Lambeau thing in order to facilitate Urban's exit, get in charge of the Jaguars because Urban brought him in. And now he's just running the search. I mean, this is a disaster of your Jacksonville. You need to fire him immediately and reboot the whole thing. This is the worst case scenario. I mean, are you serious right now? You're saying this to me? Like, I'm the one who told you this. Like, I'm the one who said, said this to you. I don't think you said that last week, that he, that he leaked out the Lambo stuff. I said there was someone in a front office who might have been in a high, high level up. Oh. And I was getting pushback from all the dweebs who watch this and everything else and see it. That like, no, that's not it. like the media thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm obje- objective about this. Like, I am. It, Urban wasn't fairly covered, but he also wasn't the problem. It's an awful organization. It's not like, oh, Urban Meyer came in here. He messed it up, man. We had a good thing going. Did you? You guys were awful. You've been awful. I can't believe he ruined this organization. I can't believe he can. It's like, dude, you guys were awful, and they're trying to create a culture change. And the problem is, is they got torpedoed by a lot of people who are still a part of that, either on the coaching staff or the front office, because they didn't like how he was treating them and what was going on. Well, yeah. When you're trying to create change, like – it's not going to be good. And Bulky was a holdover from what was there previously. So it, it's just, it's crazy that if you look at Bulky's track record, to your point, and I brought this up last week talking about this. I've said this a number of times. Like, yeah, when, when leaks, things started coming out, like, where do you think it was coming from? It comes uh, from the people who survived these situations. Yeah. They okay. All right. Well, you didn't say it specifically, I guess. So I didn't take it. I didn't take it literally. I am I like the big accusations. I am beanonning. Trent Balky here. I got more conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, look, Trent Balky does appear and everything you hear from every like writer who covered him in San Francisco is, you know, this is just going to be here. Here's all you have to do if you're Trent Balky to do what he's been successful at doing and just kneecapping coaches. You find advocates on the staff. They end up being the guys who leak everything to you. And then you leak it to your source out of the media. That's what happens. That's how this all works. You have coaches who are unhappy with the way they're being treated by the head coach or are unhappy and feel like, you know, hey, this isn't going to work out. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want this guy to be here anymore. I need to kind of, you know, find a way of just, you know, completely taking a pickaxe to the situation. And that's how they go about doing it. So he found a couple of guys who advocated on his behalf, got him information. He leaks it out. And, and that's the rest of it. Like it plays out like a movie, but in reality, that's how it actually works out. It plays out just like it does in most offices where the, you know, somebody's, somebody's utilizing information and relationships in order to, to take out someone else who is involved in, you know, you know, involved in, 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 in now trip Balky, instead of working for urban Meyer and having to, you know, build a roster based on what urban Meyer wants is going to hire a coach and it's going to limit the pool that they have to hire from. He's going to hire a coach who has to listen to him and do what he wants with respect to the roster. Which should only signify to you the fact of how bad the ownership is at the Jaguars. The only redeeming quality the Cods have is that they're patient. At least you would have thought that. Yeah. Maybe they felt like they were patient with, with Coach Meyer. But the reality is it's just bad ownership. Yep. Like if you can't see and you can't realize that how you're getting the information is not the way this whole thing should operate and you shouldn't just clean house and start over. 
it, they're going it, to, it's a shame for Trevor Lawrence. It's a shame for Josh Allen. It's a shame for Caleb on chase on Travis Etienne, all these players, because it, I, I don't see much optimism for this thing working out. If that's how they're going to operate and that's, they're going to put a guy in place who literally kneecapped the last one. And if I was Doug Peterson, who I know has been one of the you know rumored coaches that want to get off experience, not going to do he it. Went through, he went through with Howie Roseman. Look at Howie Roseman who got rid of him after he won a Super Bowl. Chip Kelly wins 20 games his first two years. And they move on from him because you know they're, they're disagreeing about the roster and everything else. Yep. I mean, look how that's worked out. I mean, yep. now granted, Nick Sirianni has got him in the playoffs right now. It looks good on the on the exterior. I mean, we'll see how things move, you know, move forward with them. But the reality is like we see this all the time. For what some reason, we don't acknowledge it or bring more light to it. And it's important because all those people in the media I hate to call you out again. Like you realize that's like that's their source. Like these guys are helping to feed things to you. So you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Yep. Agreed completely. All right. Uh, we could rain on this for days, but you got to go. You got to do work. Watch Brady Quinn on CBS Sports HQ. Before we go, by the way, it does look like just we recorded this on Tuesday afternoon, post on Wednesday. It does look like the NFL is going to change the protocol, the uh, quarantine time from 10 days to five days, even for non-vax players, which means TBD, but likely that Carson Wentz will have an opportunity to actually be back for this Saturday, for this Sunday's game, which is wild. I mean, it is Sunday, right? He, yeah. would, he would have enough time. Is that what you're saying? He would have enough he would. time. Wow. Yeah. No practice, but I don't think he needs that. He should be should be all right. I mean, talk about having a horseshoe up your patoot, as the kids say. You're uh, what is Tukus? What does Al Michael say? Tukus? Um, all right, Brady. Always a pleasure, buddy. Talk to you soon. We'll see you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.